All right, everybody, it is the Federal Football Report, the first post-draft edition of the Federal Football Report, talking all things burgundy and gold, Washington football team, whatever you want to call them. Just don't call them that name that we took away. That's right. Because you don't, don't do want to do that again. So you can call them my team, uh, WFT. You can call them the, the Ws, as Kevin does. Speaking of Kevin, right. Kevin Stanfield on the show. This is the, this is the first post-draft episode of 2021, but this is also the first international episode Uh, of the Federal Football Report, period. Kevin, where in the world, and I mean in the world, are you? Well, you're absolutely right. This is the first international edition. You know, we're worldwide, you know, uh, world, how do you put this? We're world-renowned. That's the word. Mm -hmm. That's the way we should Mm -hmm. put it. Mm -hmm. And our renown has taken us to the island nation of Aruba today. (laughs) And uh, this is very interesting in a number of ways. Number one, I had no idea where Aruba was Mm -hmm. until I got on the plane and saw it on the map. You know, <laughs> Aruba is next door to South America. Right? Okay, well, there you, you know, go. What, what, what am I doing down here? But yes, we're, we're here. We, we want to see how the technology works. And this is amazing because yeah. this is like we're in the same room almost, right? So uh, hats off to the people here at the Renaissance Aruba. Uh, they've been treating us very, very well. And when this gets out, I'm sure that they're, uh, you know, they're slightly, they're, they're slowly but surely uh, coming back, you know, from... Mm-hmm. Uh, from the disaster of, of 2020. And, uh, you know, you got to take your precautions. They are not joking around. Uh, we had to stay quarantined for six hours when we, when we uh, uh, arrived mm-hmm. because there was a discrepancy. They have only a specific type of COVID test that they uh, accept. Did you know there was more than one type of COVID test? I know that, the, I, I believe that there, I only know of two, but I didn't know there were different ones. Mm, yeah, there are, there are at least three. And uh, Aruba only accepts one, and that's the PCR test. And, you know, when we found that out, we found that out after we landed in Aruba, right? And and didn't have a PCR test. (laughs) That's right. That's Well, I did, but the missus didn't. But, you know, it's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, So did you uh, leave her at the airport awaiting her test? I thought about it. You know, this is the lovely island nation of Aruba. But Mm -hmm. we said, no, just wait in your room, get some room services. And we had a nice view. So it was actually kind of cool, right? You know, Mm -hmm. And it took every bit of six hours uh, to get the results. But I found interesting. We had all this documentation because you got to do it with the island of Aruba before you actually leave. And we had all these papers. And I asked the people, well, what was the point of me doing all that? And she said, oh, that's so you can get on the plane because we don't play. (laughs) If if you don't have a certain level of documentation, you don't even get on the plane, right? Mm -hmm. So. But it's it's uh, you can see that they're coming back and they took a, a trim, tremendous hit because this is a major cruise ship port. As mm-hmm. we speak, if I look out my uh, luxurious palatial, uh, palatial estate here, and I he's not he's, six, and he's not like hyping this up. He showed me his view, and it's definitely <laughs> lovely. It's definitely palatial. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. After the show, I'll show you what's off to the left of my balcony. I can I can literally see five cruise ships. Uh, Doctor Port, right? So, uh, but enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about this fabulous football team. Now, before you get to your draft thoughts, Kevin, we've got you know, you know, you're my guy, and you're very important to me. But we've got someone thank, thank. a little more important than you on the on the show to go. To. <laughs> it's time to welcome. Bit. We got. It's time to welcome Julie Donaldson, ladies and gentlemen, Senior Vice President of Media and Content for the Washington Football Team. Julie, how are you? You know, I, I'm coming down from this draft. I finally got a little bit of extra sleep um, mm-hmm. because it was a very long weekend. We're talking about how they keep dragging it out, making it longer and longer. Like the days <laughs> just don't end. And, and it's all because what? They want to milk it for TV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making these guys sweat it out. But it, it was an exciting weekend. Um, back at work, though, and, and loving the gig. So, yeah, I'm great. Life's good. 
Nice, wonderful. I want to talk about the draft, and and and, and we'll get uh, get on that. But um, you know, uh, one thing that folks who may not know what happens behind the scenes, if you can pull back the curtain a little bit, as a senior vice president of media and content, like what what's your gig during the off season? Because you know, during the season, we see you a lot, we hear you off, often, um, uh, hear you every week on the radio broadcast. Talk a little bit about what the off season works like. You know, it's funny that they call it an off season. There's no off time. <laughs> We're always joking about this, like. Think about it. Um, There's a lot of work that goes into free agency and and making sure that we're keeping up um, with the players the team is bringing in. Preparing for the draft was a huge undertaking. Uh, You know, and we're an entirely new staff as well on top of that. So we're just really trying to, you know, work in our new senior leadership, understand everybody's roles, make sure that this, this, I mean, look, one of the main reasons I was brought in and some of the changes were made with Jason Wright is because things weren't running as efficiently and effectively as they needed to be. So we've spent a lot of time this off season making sure that that's not the case going forward. So there's been kind of a lot of just kind of like business organizational meetings, understanding how we're going to communicate, uh, making sure we're ahead of projects as well. I mean, coming up a schedule release, you know, we want to, and we've set the standard. We want to go big for everything. We want to make sure we make it as entertaining and as exciting for our fan base as we can, because they deserve that. But that means hours and hours of meetings. Um, but you know what? It's <laughs> right. it's cool. Like even at draft, um, we have so many new members on our business side. Um, at the draft party at FedEx Field, we all got to see each other in person for the first time. You're tall. I <laughs> <laughs> can't tell when you're just in a box on a Zooms or a Teams meeting, but um, it was cool. It, it's been a really fun experience, um, but we're, we're waiting for some downtime. I'm not sure when that comes, guys. I mean, when you came in, Julie, you came in with, you know, with a lot on your plate. I mean, you, like, to, you know, you guys wanted to, 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 to kind of get on top of some things. Uh, some things needed to change. Uh, there was a, a kind of a whole culture shift that had to happen. Um, again, before we get into, in, into the draft and, and, and get down to some Burgundy and Gold talk, um, where, where are we in the process of, of kind of turning things around? I mean, just as an organization, your feel, like where, where, where are we in this whole shift of, of culture and, and, and change there? I like it. I, I really do. Um, I'm very excited about the people that we have brought in, the relationships, the way we're, we're communicating and working with each other. Um, you know, change is hard. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it really is because that means that, you know, some people that you may like as, as, um, as human beings, um, you know, you have to move on from be, because it's just their jobs requiring something different. You know, there's already been moves of those who weren't necessarily living up to the standard and expectation that we want for this franchise, you know, had to move on from as well. Uh, a lot of it's been documented very publicly. Some of it maybe not as public. But what we are doing is we are taking a very close look at, you know, what people are bringing to the table, how they're bringing it to the table and um, bringing on the top notch, top class folks. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting to be here. Um, look, we're all still predominantly virtual. Uh, my crew's in at the park in Ashburn because we have to because of the studio and edit bays and such. But for most part, mm-hmm. folks are at home. But we're really looking forward to the opportunity to bringing them back so we can have a little bit more community within our work environment as well. But uh, I'm excited. I I really am. Um, There were some good people here before I came, um, and we've just added to that. So The draft night experience, um, what I was impressed by was the lead up to that in social media, the way guys that don't know each other were saying, yeah, man, I'll see you at the draft party. And 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 the culture of Washington football mm-hmm. culture is I'm I'm a native Washingtonian and I grew up Burgundy and Gold and it, it didn't matter what happened with the politics of the week but came game day everybody was one and I sense a return to that let me know your feelings on the the 
the the opening up of of uh, the economy and the draft day experience, especially. Did you appreciate the fan perspective? How much the fans really enjoyed it? You know, it's one of those things you hold an event. And you're going, I hope people come. <laughs> you know, it's like we're going all out. Like I hope we get all the tickets there. Uh, you know, we said, look, if if not, we'll we'll throw a party for however many do show up. Uh, to go and, and show you a little bit about how hungry this fan base is. And, and we'll focus all across to be able to turn return to some form of normalcy, to be back in their house and excited to be at FedEx Field, um, and to have a team that they're encouraged the direction of and that they believe is offering true hope um, because you can see it. You saw the differences last year, so they have reasons to be excited. I don't think that that's a false pretense. Um, we sold out, I think, like the second we put the tickets up. And we gave them away for free. So you, but you did have to register. We want you to be a little bit invested into making sure, you know, you, you go on, go through the process of getting your ticket and you use it. So we had 3000 folks there, um, you know, and, and that was cool. Now there are some things we have to work out a little bit. I know some fans were like, oh, it took me an hour to get in. I'm like, oh no, that's terrible. I'm sorry. You missed an hour of fun. Um, but, you know, we're, we're working on it. We want to get them in. They were, it was fun to see the fan base um, on Twitter saying, hey man, I'm in this section. I'm over here and just right. reconnecting with each other because, you know, look, it always boils down to what is that final result on Sunday, right? Is it a W? Is it an L? What do those numbers translate to, to get to that? But mm -hmm. it's so much more than just wins and losses. It is community. It's camaraderie. It's family. It's fellowship. Um, it's riding the highs and lows with each other in it at the same time. And that's what we got to see a little bit of on draft night. So it kind of gives you the goosebumps to be like, man, I mean, I haven't called a game at FedEx Field with the full house. I'm ready right. and looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? So we, anytime a draft happens, we always get into this, okay, let's grade the draft, A through F. You know, what do you give a, a specific team? I don't want to do that. I mean, you can go to any kind of, you know, station and, and you know, show and hear that. What I'm asking for, from you, like, what's the most intriguing or, or the thing that you're most, most excited about from this crop of new players coming to the Washington football team? Um. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about a lot of the picks. A lot of their best football is going to be ahead of them. We're going to be putting our best coaches on to really kind of develop. Uh, some will come in probably. I mean, I, you know, Jamin's going to come right in and contribute, be a starter and be a stud mm -hmm. in that um, linebacking room. And I'm really excited to see what he brings. We needed somebody aggressive, physical, fast, um, big. Uh, you know, I mean, he's, a, he's big in stature. Uh, you know, but we added a lot of speed. We talk about how fast he is running an unofficial four, three you know, for a linebacker, like what, uh, he will track you down. He can cover, um, you know, so ex excited for that. Uh, Deami Brown, like they wanted to add some speed opposite of Terry McLaurin, take the top off of defenses. Curtis Samuel, um, has speed, but I think you can use him in a lot of different areas because he spent most of his time in the slot. Um, Deami is going to be that one go deep, make him, you have to account and attest test for him, draw that extra defender. Uh, and that's, that's something that they wanted to target, um, you know, offensive line, that left tackle. We'll see if Sam Cosme, he's fast too for an offensive lineman. My goodness. Um, you know, he's even scored a touchdown right in college, uh, <laughs> looking for to be able to see if he can really, you know, work on his technique and, and earn that left tackle spot. We know that that was a position we needed um, beef up the secondary. So, I mean, I can probably go through all of them, but I feel like this draft was very smart. We didn't have to overreach for anybody. We picked up extra picks to give some depth on that D line because you know, you need to be able to give Chase Young and Montez what some breathers. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. out of the game as much as they probably want to go the entire time. So I really like the way that they approach this draft. It was very smart, very thought out um, position of need, but the best players at those positions. 
Hey, speaking of depth, I was quite uh, surprised at the return of Eric Flowers. That mm-hmm. um, He sort of came into his own in his first uh, tour of duty uh, with the Washington football team. Tell us what you think that uh, adding him to the offensive line uh, does for those guys. You know, I was disappointed when Eric left because he got so much smack for coming here. And everybody's like, you're picking up a bust. Like, he didn't work out in the Giants. What are you going to try to do? He changed positions. Um, And at the time, they saw that he had the ability to do that. And he worked his butt off on it. He approached it the right way. He was constantly feeding off of Morgan Moses, you know, and those guys in the room, like, what can we do? How can I improve? How can I do this? Like, he didn't give up. He didn't let the negative talk get into his psyche, at least if anything, it fueled him to really just approach the game smart, wise, professional. Uh, And it was nice to be able to see him at the end of the season really get recognized for that. So I was incredibly happy he got that, what, $10 million deal in Miami to go down there, whatever the number was. Um, But when I heard he came back, I was a little surprised too. Um, But I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, this, this was a city where he did well. Um, He likes, you know, already knows um, how uh, Matsko is going to be able to kind of really help him even further. They needed depth. You know, we, we needed depth. That offensive line came together better than we expected last season. Um, but at the guard spot, it's nice to be able to have that extra insurance. So I expect him to compete for a starting job, um, see what Sadiq Charles brings back out as well, um, you know, and, and get these guys uh, hopefully to be the strength of the team. That's what you need to be successful, right? No, absolutely. absolutely. And you, you're sitting there talking about depth, and we, and we talked about depth on, uh, on defense. Uh, we talked about Eric Flowers. Let's move to a position where, I, I mean, I just I don't see a lot of depth. And some folks are sold on some players. I mean, all the players, you know, work hard in honing their craft. I just feel like the running back position is a position that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about the running back position? Am, 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 I, am I right on that, or is there things that I'm just not seeing and I, I, I'm not getting when it comes to – Well, look, they really like the development of Antonio Gibson. Um, Mm -hmm. They brought in Miller uh, to kind of back him up. Uh, Should he have not been able to finish off last season? He was a pro bowler in his own right, just needed a little extra, you know, reps on the field. So uh, they anticipate with his, you know, he's a vet. So he kind of gets it and knows how he's going to be able to contribute. And then what we just got him, Patterson, um, you know, the the kid out of Buffalo, undrafted free agent, he's a local Mm -hmm. guy. I'd be able to see him bring some extra competition. The cool thing about him coming in here as well, um, Jarrett Patterson is that he actually grew up a fan of the team. There's pictures of him out there at camp, uh, taking a picture as a young, young boy um, mm-hmm. behind the shoulder pads of, you know, of a player showing that he's been a fan there and worked, uh, worked his butt off to have the dream realized. And he also grew up with Chase Young working out with him. They went to high school together for their freshman year before Chase transferred to DeMatha. So I think that that's kind of just a cool story. There's always so many cool stories, but as far as the running back room, you know, we'll, we'll see how that competition does pair up. They loved what Gibson did. They loved what JD McKissick became one of their most um, Mm -hmm. effective backs as well. And and to really grow on that, look, we know this team doesn't need, doesn't want, you know, they want those guys that are versatile, right. 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 Um, That, that show you even what Peyton Barber was able to do a lot for them last year as well. So um, we'll see. I think it's just a still a room that's still growing. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're here with Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media and Content for our favorite Washington football team. Let's talk schedule for a minute. I need a favor of you. My birthday is in October, and I know <laughs> we have we have the Las Vegas Raiders on the schedule. We're going to Las Vegas, 
Could we arrange this sometime mid-October, do you think, <laughs> so we can provide some outstanding coverage of the Washington in Vegas experience? But Stephen, you wouldn't be able to come back and share the stories from your birthday, you know? I mean, <laughs> we want to hear how you celebrate your birthday. You go to Vegas, it's supposed to stay in Vegas. Um, That's look, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to be able to see. Um, you know, last year we weren't able to travel. Yeah, we were calling the, the game away games from FedEx Field. It was kind of creepy. Like the sprinklers were on. They had the lights on in the bowl. Like you could have like an echo if you shouted out into it. It was it was really kind of eerie. So really looking forward to traveling this year. Although everybody tells me um, it can be one heck of a grind. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be cool to see that stadium. I mean, Vegas, they know how to do it right in Vegas. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to put in a word for you with the commissioner and those that Appreciate are making it. the schedule and see if that works out. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate we'll that. see how much pull I really have. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Uh, so, Julie, you know, it's interesting because one of the things um, it was last year, right around when you started, you did a, um interview on I think it might have been um, uh, ABC7, uh, WJLA locally here in D.C. I don't remember exactly who you were speaking with, but you were talking about getting the job and you and you said something like I, I had to write it down, like in my little journal book because it inspired me. You said you said, um, look, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, you know, basically grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to evaluate what I do. I'm going to get better and I'm going to work hard, evaluate what I do, get better. And that worth, work ethic may be like, that's what I'm talking about, sis. And I wanted, I, and, and I tried, to, and I just added that to the arsenal of like what keeps me motivated and stuff. So as you, as you did the job the first year, um, working hard, doing what you do, um, uh, uh, kind of evaluating and reflecting and then, and then saying, okay, I'm going to tune up. I'm going to tune up mm-hmm. or, 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 or get better at, at this or that. Just where, where are you in, in, in the job? And, and, and how did you enjoy this first year? Because sometimes it can go just like this. Like, what are some things yeah. you just enjoyed? I'm just like, goodness. And, and, and like, yeah, I want to gear up a little bit uh, more. Right. You're right. It does go, go really fast. I was actually reading an article um, that I, I did with a young woman for an interview um, kind of before this. And it was kind of fun to listen back to, you know, the early words when I, when I took this job and, and they still resonate now. You, you have to work hard in this job, male or female. And then I, you know, I didn't get this job because I'm a female. Is that a bonus um, for this franchise to have a strong female voice? Um, mm-hmm. Sure. You know, we need more of them. We brought in, you know, another senior VP as well, Julie Jensen, uh, an outstanding, strong, powerful woman that's working external comms, you know, so mm-hmm. we're, we're building on that. But it doesn't matter, I don't think, in this this job, male or female, you have to work your butt off. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to constantly keep improving on it. You know, there were times where I, I feel like I've learned well enough in my business. If you don't know what you're talking about, then shut up. <laughs> you know, like don't insert foot and mouth. Uh, but you know, it was, it was a big challenge because of COVID too. So you didn't have as much access as I would hope to have to the coaches, the coaching staff to really kind of get into, okay, what is the game plan? What is the scheme? Um, you know, and, and when I am watching practice to make sure that it's focused, what am I really focusing on and watching and paying attention to? So I can say, Hey, this is what's going to come out in the game. Those are things that I really want to work on and develop for next season as well is being able to kind of bring that, okay, this is part of the game plan. This is how it's going to play out. This is what they plan to do, you know, um, in the secondary, you know, they're going to drop back and such. So I want to be able to bring even more of that, hopefully, so I can get the fun stories, but also there's a lot of really good meat. So, you know, it is, it's constantly working, improving, um, you know, and, and in this job, it's not nine to five, it's not Monday through Friday. So it's, you know, it's, it's fun though. I really have enjoyed it. I'm hoping next season though, that it might be a little bit more calm for me because I kind of went, you know, I mean, it was like one speed. I felt like I was sprinting a marathon. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping yeah. next season now that I've been through it, 
mm-hmm. kind of have that ability to kind of like say, okay, like we can, we can afford to, to take a breath here. You know, what's coming. It's not your first time in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I know we're running out of time. I have so many questions to ask, <laughs> but one thing uh, there had been a thing before you got this job, um, like in this day of, of, I call it lazy reporting. It's, it's so many guys are in such a hurry to get it first. They mm-hmm. don't bother to get it right. Um, mm-hmm. There used to be a thing where, especially like friends, we have like Doc Walker and, and B. Mitch would say things like uh, X, Y, and Z is happening. And, and the other guy would say, well, what's your source? They said, Junie Donaldson reported. They said, oh, well, in that case, <laughs> let's take that to the bank. <laughs> you know, that was fact. Tell, tell me, uh, uh, why did you have such a desire to get it right and what do you think about this day of, of rumor media that, that is more like in the innuendo than fact? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's definitely different than the journalism um, lessons and, and rules that I, I kind of grew up in. And breaking news is exhilarating. Like your heart actually races. You're like thinking, oh my goodness. Um, but I did learn like, you know, I had one mishap and it, it eats me up to this day because I had that head coach Ron Rivera basically first was going to be, you know, our coach. I had the coaches that were going to be retained over from the staff and there was only five. Um, and I, I used the old special teams coach names outside the new one. Um, I didn't have Nate Kapsler. I forget who I had, but it was the special teams coach before them because I was going so fast. I was so nervous that I had this information, but I knew I had it that nobody else had. And I had it confirmed Mm -hmm. three times over. So you want to get it out there. But then when you get the name wrong, it's like, you know, everybody's like, jabbing on you and you're like thinking, okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got to get it right you know so I think you do have to balance making sure you know you're timely with it but more importantly that you have it accurate I think that's more important the time because nowadays you break it it's uh, five other people have it the exact same time as you mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. you have it right make sure you can add on to it I think that's the thing that I have and now I can't break news anymore you know because Right. Uh, Coach Rivera wouldn't like that too much. So I want to create, okay, if I can't break the news now, um, how can we give the platform for the fan base to understand what it means to the team? That's really kind of where my focus is. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, family, that's all the time we have. We want to honor Julie's schedule. Julie, has been a pleasure. And let me tell everybody, listen, I've, I had the pleasure of being the second half and post-game producer for the Washington Football Team Radio Network this past season. Julie, D'Angelo, and Bram are, are the best. Um, so easy to work with and so cool. And, and uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Really appreciate it, Julie. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having thank me, you. guys. Kevin, that was cool, man. That was cool to have Julie on the program. Awesome stuff, man. I was in awe. It's a good thing I had these palm trees swinging in the background so it keep me cool. I was just so excited, man. And she was just so informative, man. It was just so cool, man. Yeah, again. Pat, pat us on the back. Yeah, yeah, pat <laughs> us on the back for all that. But you know what? It's interesting. The thing that's interesting to me um, is, you know, like I said, I saw this interview with her and she just talked about the hard work and like, you know what? I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do some good things. I'm going to make a few mistakes. I'm, I can get better at some stuff. It's just about working hard and getting better. I mean, at what you do, you know, at, at what you do, and just and just enjoying the ride. And I, and I, I you know, I did write that down. I do keep that with me. Um, yeah, it's interesting, man, because you know we came up as young, young uh, sports legends uh, with guys like. Bram, and you know, we didn't know the Hall, of, as a matter of fact, because he was busy playing the game while we were doing the radio <laughs> thing, right? But but to see these people progress like this before our very eyes and, and to grow with them and the, and the major role that they have, not just with the football team itself, but with, with the community, being a part of the community. Mm-hmm. It used to be mm-hmm. a time 
with this organization, they were very standoffish and they and they were proud of being such, you know, mm -hmm. keeping the media at arm's length and only getting like one interview a month. But but Julie understands that connection in the community mm -hmm. and what the fans yes. want to hear it. And the fans have the fans think they coach the team anyway. Right. The other half <laughs> think they're the general managers, right? You know, and well, Julie appreciates that. Yeah. And Julie mentioned this, how, you know, she wants to bring the, the, the you know, we're together in the family. And here's the thing. Washington football team fans get that. They get the family, they get the community, they get what the feel is, how everyone's together. The team has to get that back. Like they have to understand that you're a part of this too. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and 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 bring it back to one. And she gets she gets that and she understands it and she's doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there we go. I have nothing else to add after the interview with the great Jimmy Donaldson. <laughs> okay. I have nothing else to talk about. I mean the only thing I wanted to mention was our draft night uh program. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of interesting because last year Wait a minute, you're talking about the Washington had... football team's draft night program or or the federal football report? Uh, the, okay. the program. Ours, okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> They, they had to have one. They were blasts, but we didn't have to do it. We just did it for the fans, right? Because mm -hmm. that's why we do it, you know, love mm -hmm. of the fans, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it was funny it. because we, we, we I sent a message, uh, a message to you and Rodney afterwards and said, you know, we we uh, went late in the game. Last year, we were, we were so bad <laughs> that we drafted early, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. We didn't we even, make it, we didn't even make it to when the Washington football team made their draft pick. What we should do is is make it a floating time. And depending mm -hmm. on where the team drafts, we'll try to come on maybe 30 minutes before the team drafts. And we'll, because, you know, listen, I'm getting older and I don't like to be up that late. I mean, I stayed up <laughs> to see what the pick was and, and then, you know, took a few notes down and then I went to sleep. Because yeah. I but just, you know, I'm we had not going to stay up for Manny can stay up, you know, Manny can stay up and tell us the yeah. next morning, right? Manny can stay up the draft. <laughs> but I don't have to do that. Yeah. People love Manny too. They loved him, man. They love him too much. We got to watch that, man. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to uh, tell him that either because he'll ask me, can you come on every single week from here on out? If I tell him that people actually. But I'm happy. Him. I'm excited, man. I'm excited that we're looking at the defense. The defense was the way to go. We didn't, it was so little time. I mean, she gave us a lot of time, Julie Donaldson, big mm -hmm. enough. But we didn't even talk about uh, Fitz Magic and, and, and bringing him to town and, and the hopes because he's, he's the type of guy that, you know, first season here with talent around him can lead us to a very, very competitive season. So sure. there's just so much to go uh, to, to go over to talk about. But, you know, right now I'm looking at the waves cascading I was say, against the shoreline. Right? You're, you're the only person I know who would be in Aruba <laughs> and want to spend more time recording a show. Like most people would say, let's leave it to, to 10 minutes yeah. with Julie and I'm going to get back to the beach or 20 minutes, however yeah. much time she has for us. Let's do that. And then we're good to go. No, You're the only person up. who's like less time on the beach, more time in the room recording the show. It's all about the show, brother. It's all about the show. <laughs> but look, I, look, I'm not a mad man. My wife is waiting in our little private band on our private beach right now. And Woo, uh, private, the folks are about to come pick me beach. up. Right. So mm, mm, yeah, right. that's how we roll in a federal football report. <laughs> exactly. And we'll have, we'll, and we'll come back and we'll talk about all that stuff and give Kevin's uh, vacation recap there in Aruba. Oh, and by the way, happy anniversary to you and the missus, uh, sir. You guys enjoy your Thank time you. there, man. Thank you very much. All right. It's the federal football report, folks. We'll catch up next time.